Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. All right, y'all, don't don't let him fool you. He he's there's a singer in the room, so he's he's auditioning. <laughs> he's auditioning. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Look at God Podcast. I thank you for tuning in. And as I said, we have a special guest, one that serenades our ears with her angelic voice. <laughs> way, 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 way. Um, often. Um, obviously, wish it wish it be more, but thank God for the Mark Collective. I can have a Ruby. Okay. Um, so we have my lovely sister, Ruby. Hey, How are you doing? Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, we snapping. We snapping. Uh, I, you know, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you guys? Well, 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 well. <laughs> How is everything going? How was recording, dropping music? I'm going to be honest. I'm still like in awe. This was actually such an amazing experience for a lot of reasons. And yeah. a lot of reasons a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'll just leave it at it's. It's been an amazing time. And, you know, God be glorified and all that. Yeah. It's been awesome. Good. Check yeah. it out. Zamar Collective, Awaken, the lead singer. Let me know if y'all need like a, a rap verse right. on any of your songs. The only reason I ask rap verse because people say I rap similar to like Ja Rule and 50. They also, people call me Jackson. So it's like I wow. mix both wow. of them up and I have such an intricate oh, style right. that I can be on the Christian record mm. or I can be on like a singing record or I can be on a gangster record and you yeah. get all the same lyrics missed in one. So, okay. you know. And you, uh, you don't have to pay extra for that. Too, you don't right? even have to pay like one bundle. You know what I'm okay. okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. You know, I'll talk my people to talk to your people. Yeah. You know, we'll figure it out. Let me know if you want to hear something. I got I got verses. I got I'm bars. I got so much bars. Uh, you want to you wanna do a little something right now? Kind of give us a little, you know. Y'all don't want to hear it. We'll save that for after the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for after the I got two rhymes. Boy. Oh, man. So, for our icebreaker to kick everything off, uh, it's crazy that I brought up Ja Rule and 50 Cent when I said that. But if it was one celebrity, like one celebrity in your life that you would want to meet, like one celebrity, you'd be like, yo, I want to meet that person. Like, what would it be? Ooh, that's a really good one. I would say... Probably Brandy. Brandy's be down. Oh God, Jesus! Yes, yes. Yeah, what is that? The F minus? F minus? That's the F minus. Boy, y'all disrespectful. Boy, original. Listen. Original. <laughs> I would say Brandy for sure. She's yeah. like the vocal bible. So really? Oh, for sure. For sure, she's no, they definitely don't give her as much credit. I ain't gonna lie to you. I heard her break. Her voice have some breakups in it when she hit certain notes. Yeah, really? Brandy's. The breakups that you're talking about is actually the that's the that's the color. I'm gonna let you listen to "Sitting on Top of the World" by Mason. Let's see if you have that same opinion. I'm sure she's heard it. Really? Yeah, Sitting on top of the world, top of the world. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, D Rock? Who you meeting, brother? Thinking, man. Um, I was thinking of the ghost. He's a long gone man, Michael Jackson. Mmm. Um, but yeah, you showing your age. <laughs> 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 yeah. What's your favorite MJ song, man? If you could sing Man in the Mirror, I think it's one of the best challenges in my hair. And it's definitely one of the best. That's a good song. Yeah, I sing this. My favorite Michael Jackson song, If You Are Not Alone. It's actually 
written by R. Kelly. Uh, but it starts, <laughs> another night is gone. So I hear that name, I'm like, ah, I'm still all alone. Okay, you're talking about R. Kelly. We're talking about Grace today. That's a tough one. <laughs> 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 but, man, you know what's crazy? Like, R. Kelly was somebody I would want to meet maybe before, you know, everything came before out. Everything came R. Kelly out. was the reason I wanted Braves as a kid. You think everybody else wanted it because of Allen Iverson or because of Romeo. Right. Me, I'm like, man, R. Kelly got R. Kelly's, braids. Yeah. R. Kelly talking about run my, my finger. Uh, Running her hand through my fro, and this man got full braids in his head. I said, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet R. Kelly. But uh, somebody that I would want to meet now, and I, I, I always say this person, but it's Tony Dungy, mm. the first black head coach to win a Super Bowl. Uh, he, I don't know why I thought we were talking about this music. I don't know how we got to Yeah, anybody. I kind of just focused yeah. on music. I too. said celebrity, boy. Some, yeah, he, so, did. he did. You know, y'all could have said Jesus, but if we know how y'all get down. Y'all ain't trying to meet Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> See you when I get there. Yes, that's See you when I... So, <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to talk about hood. Oh, we talking about the hood, huh? We talking about hood. We talking about the best hood. Boys in the hood. Boys in the hood. The boys in the hood is always hard. Come talking that you don't even know who made it. that's easy. E. Come on. So the best hood, we talking about brotherhood slash sisterhood. Mm. Right? So since we diving in brotherhood slash sisterhood, Derek, I want you to read a Bible verse for us. Yes, sir. Can you go to Proverbs 17, 17, my brother? Proverbs 17. 17. 1738. That's after songs, right? Huh? That's after songs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Ain't no red words. You good. You good. I'm right after songs. <laughs> a friend loves at all times. Mm-hmm. And a brother is born from adversity. That was a new King James version. Mm. Mm. A friend loves all times and a brother is born for adversity for adversity for adversity or from for for yeah in different versions it says from adversity okay. as well yeah uh so now the question you know we're gonna preference it as we dive into brotherhood and sisterhood and the importance of it uh let's ask a personal question and do you have a hood do you have a brotherhood do you have a sisterhood i do question mark yeah i do i think uh just the idea of sisterhood, I would say community for me. I would say that um, more, I would say it's synonymous with sisterhood. That has literally changed my life. And I think that outside of my relationship with God, like community and having a sisterhood is what keeps my head above water. I think it, it reminds me of who I am. I think it, it's, it celebrates who I am when I can't see myself right. Um, but it also gives me the opportunity to celebrate others and to be generous. Um, and to continue to challenge myself to grow. And so it's it's honestly, I think it's the biggest gift that God has given us. And there's so many things fighting against us being able to have that sisterhood. Um, and I guess we'll dive into that a little later. Yeah. But for me, I think it's been um, the biggest highlight of the last 10 years of my life, be, you know, elevating in my relationships. And my core has gotten a lot smaller and it's needed to happen. And the reason why is because doing life with people it's, it's really an investment of your time. And it's one thing to have surface relationships, but to have true sisterhood, it, it goes a lot deeper. Um, and if you you know decide to go on that journey, you'll reap the benefits and you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 
mm -hmm. you're saying that I'm thinking like pseudo relationships, right? So right. some of them are just surface. A lot of this obviously is is intimate. For it's, sure. It's going to challenge you, it's gonna make you grow and it's, it's definitely a place of surrender. Um ten years, that's beautiful. I'm more like one and a half, maybe two. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, definitely a new idea for me. Um, and like Ruth says, it definitely is probably the greatest gift um, after God himself that I, that I have. It's 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 one of those things where you don't realize how much you need it until you have it. And now mm -hmm. you wonder how you did your life without it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I do. I do now. Uh, I am thankful for the brothers in which I decided to do life with. And it, it as she says, it helps you celebrate them up to celebrate yourself um it helps you not go through things alone it helps you even get through the lies yeah um because no matter how much you read the bible or all this other stuff like i mean we, we drift we're sheep i mean the animal that they referred us to was sheep in the bible so we drift we go our own way yeah. you know we, we we get deceived whatever the case may be and if you don't have you know um, brothers and sisters around you to Keep you accountable to encourage you to speak truth into the lies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're you're gone for sure. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, and it's crazy. We talked about that on a recent episode as well. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about isolation, but uh, man, you know, you know, Derek. Derek's life is a little different because you know he moved around a lot, so it was hard for him to have those relationships. And I'm very similar as well. I went to two different high schools two different middle schools, like five different elementary schools, wow, four different colleges. Oh, wow. So, you know, very it was all, huh? <laughs> yeah. So like wow. with that, I think for me, I, I've, and I moved to Oklahoma fresh out of, uh, fresh out of high school. So, you know, with all of that, it was kind of like I was forming different brotherhoods everywhere mm -hmm. I went. And don't get me wrong, I don't think all of them was like like spiritual. Well, I don't think any of them was spiritual yeah. at the time. <laughs> but, but they were all like rooted in like, yo, we, we do sports together. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yo, we do things together. Yo, we chill. Yo, we fight. Like, it was, oh, we live in the same neighborhood. So these were all brotherhoods that were built. But the foundation of them was not God. And I don't think I had the foundation of God in the brotherhood until maybe I'm similar to Derek, maybe, maybe about last year, maybe yeah. like early last year. So probably like a year and a half as well. And it's, I, I think it's interesting how, um, even without, I guess you having a conscious, um, experience or understanding or a submission to God that we kind of sort of always, um, act in a certain way yeah um so back to like hey we we're just made to worship right this is what are we worshiping but I, I find it interesting that our community has a foundation um sports you know, yeah maybe music but oh maybe for sure business you gotta share um, something but then some of those things are fleeting and they're very like surface are very um i don't know built on sand yeah. you know, versus something like to say price yeah. um, but as you're just saying that i'm thinking and there's been different communities in which i've been involved in and the foundation was something else. And the second that I get pulled out of it, I was like, there's really nothing there. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's why my friendships didn't last with those people. Not to say that I'm beefing with those guys now, but it's like our foundation wasn't Christ. It yeah. wasn't a sturdy ground. Yeah. So, yo, if I'm not on this football team no more, are we still friends? Yeah. I move. I don't live in this neighborhood no more. Still are friends. we still friends? Mm -hmm. So it was a brotherhood that was built on basically almost proximity. Mm -hmm. So when something changes, 
you were no longer community. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I think uh, that was always my challenge when it comes to brotherhood, because I've been part of plenty, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. to see how they all had their time. Yeah, this season. Yeah, I, I always thought like, yeah, I'm going to be cool with these dudes this year, but I don't think this is going to last for too long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This always came into a relationship thinking it was going in. And that's all relationships, to be honest, man, because I think once you you begin to put a time clock on relationships when you move around. when you yeah. So it's like, yo, everything has a season, so everything will end eventually. And it kind of makes you a pessimist at times, but it was something that, you know, I learned to, I mean, I, I learned to deal with and I often struggle with. But. Yeah, I think I struggled with it too. I think um, it came with time. You know, even I said it started 10 years ago. In that 10 years, there's been like Evolved. a lot of yeah. evolution in that, yeah. you yeah. know? So I think probably I could relate to you guys in the last two years is where it became a bit more solidified for me. Yeah. Um, I think with maturity and with wisdom, I came to understand that there's that it's okay that different categories of friends be where they are and be the way that it is. Yeah. Right. So within that sisterhood, there are people that are literally in my life in an intentional and real way simply because they're for what I'm for. Then there's people that are against what I'm against. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are just in my life because of history or proximity, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that are actually in your life for you. And I think once you begin to differentiate what those categories are, you know how to disperse your energy. You know how you spend your time. You know how to view people without having the wrong expectations of them so that you're not constantly disappointed. And if you could kind of see people that way and not necessarily feel like it's one thing or the other, um, I think you could kind of live in a more fruitful way. You know, yeah. So when you talk about proximity, I think, yeah, you probably had brothers and that was the purpose of them in your life. Right. Yeah. And then there's people that God intentionally placed in your life to do life with. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm learning in the last mm. couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it is friendships that are seasonal, yeah. but I think it's for a long time. I had nobody that I did life with. You know mm. what I'm saying? All my relationships were seasonal. So I think the challenge now is to uh, tend to those relationships that I do life with. And it's crazy that the verse says that uh, brother is born from, from adversity or mm -hmm. for adversity. It's like when you reach these problems, then if we're on, if we're not on sturdy grounds and we run into problems, like, you know, it's easy for me to be like, oh, you ain't cool no more. Like, yep. I'm good off you. Cancel <laughs> like, culture, right? Yeah, Cut yeah, yeah. Game. Cancel culture. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What's a K Kemp got a song? I ain't gonna say the lyrics, but, <laughs> <laughs> but just know that's that's somebody cutting off. yeah, somehow cutting off. Oh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's how we look at it, man. And it's like, I think if we took the approach of yo, like I'm not giving up on this person, yo, this is somebody I'm willing to fight for. This is somebody oh, yeah. I really want to do life with. Then uh, I can really consider this person my uh, my brother or my sister. Uh, so the qualities. Question question would be what what are some qualifications like what what qualifies somebody to be your brother and your sister? Hmm. Um, I feel like this people may look at this one to be a whole lot more complicated than it needs to be. I yeah. think just like the experience with the gospel of Christ, just you just decide, you just believe, you just you I make a decision to do life with you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because as I look, as I was looking at the verse before you asked the question, I'm looking at the the passion version. A dear friend will love you no matter what, and a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. Mm. You know, like when you think of like trouble, like this, it, it, it's unfortunately part of life. 
and it's uncomfortable. You really don't want to enter it. You don't, you have a hard time going through it sometimes if you have the wrong perspective and you look forward to getting out of it. And you, you sometimes you look so much forward to getting out of it that you miss what you were even in it for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to the qualifications is, I mean, obviously we have a similar foundation, you know, we're, we're pursuing deeper intimate relationship with Christ and wanting to be sharpened, you know, cause I, I'm going to challenge you and I look for something to challenge me as well. Um, but once we've kind of sort of got that in place, I think you just decide hey, I'm, I want to do life with you. Like, I mean, I like you some days, you may not like me some days, but I, I want to do life with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's it for me for the most part. I love that you said decision. Like yeah. it is a decision. Yeah. I think love is a decision. Yeah. So sisterhood and brotherhood, it's it's love. Yeah. And I think you you decide I, I, I to kind of expound a little bit when I talked about the whole maturity thing. Mm-hmm. I think that came over time too because the way I used to live my life, it's like you gotta like what I like. Yeah. You gotta look like me. You gotta you gotta like my music. Yeah. You gotta like what I'm watching. You gotta be into the things that I'm into. And so I just kind of limited myself and my growth to those parameters. So I was basically saying what I know and what I like is all I want to know and all I want to like mm. by deciding to stick with people who sounded like me and understood Same things too. like me. Yeah. And so the moment I began to open up and 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 realize that some of the most incredible relationships I've had in the last couple of years have been with people that different. are totally yeah. different than I am, yeah. that don't like what I like, where we have that tension and we we challenge each other and it's shaped me and it's something that, I would encourage anybody to do. You know what I mean? I look at Christ. Christ was intentional about the people he chose to be around him. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a perfect God in the flesh, walking through this earth with a mission in mind. He knew his mission. And even in him knowing who he was, he wasn't intimidated or he did not find himself feeling like he was less than or something was wrong with him by surrounding himself with people that didn't look like him. Yeah. You got fishermen around you. You got a tax collector around you. Yeah. You got, he, he got, had family around him because he had his brother. Yeah. Right? He got he a had, snitch around him. He had a him. snitch around him. Intentionally. <laughs> he had women. He had absolutely. And so there was this balance. There was this, uh, it was this eclectic type of com- community that I think we should, you know, aim to imitate. And mm. um, I think that he, that was intentional. I think he was creating a model for us to know that, first of all, you need a tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect God said, I'm going to do this mission with people, with. right? But also the people that I'm doing it with don't have to look like me or be like me in every way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, man, Jeez, you stole. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> stole your answer. Stole my answer. I stole your answer. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I think for me to consider somebody a brother or sister, uh, they have to have a willingness to be corrected as well as to correct me. You know, I think it's also they have to, we have to be able to encourage each other mm. and we have to be willing to go through adversity because, you know, I think every friendship, every relationship will face adversity. But when you understand that even if we go through adversity, I'm not going nowhere, yeah. I think it's a difference. You know, I think when you look at marriages, it's like, dang, you know, you go through all these things and the person still doesn't leave. But that's how relationships should be. You like, should be like, yo, I should be able to give grace. Yeah. Give grace in all my relationships, not just in my marriage, yeah. but just in all my relationships. But I think we're taught as people, you talked about earlier, cancel culture. 
where if somebody does us wrong, it's time to cut that off. Like, oh, the brother, the brotherhood doesn't exist. But then for me, I think, was it ever a brotherhood? Mm. Because I, when you think about family, you don't cut off family ever. And family be doing you the worst sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, think about, man. Oh, man. I'm a, oh, boy. It's a story in the Bible, boy. Y'all, y'all catch me with the name. But uh, his brothers were the ones that uh, sold him. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. He has an Old Testament. Yeah, Joseph's brothers sold him. And then, you know, time passed and my dog made his way to the top. He didn't like say, ah, oh, man, you squares. Like he didn't look down on them. He like, mm. he like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, like he really came at them in a way like, yo, we're still family. Yeah, and I, them. yeah, he still receives them. And I think so much time with us as people, you know, especially in today's culture, yeah, it's we're taught to yo, it's we're not like you know, once somebody do something, I don't need you. I don't, <laughs> you good. Tough, man. You know what I'm saying so. I, I feel like that's what qualifies brotherhood and sisterhood to me i think it's it's something where you can't really let go mm. and you know i think for 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 us and Derek can probably speak on this as well you we've been given up on by people yeah. whether it's been in relationships whether it's been friendships people have given up on us why would we want to do the same thing to somebody else yeah for sure so yeah so good uh, yeah uh, i think i would add a little bit to that Ooh. It's still working. Um, <laughs> I would say that um, I was actually, well, before I say that, I was doing some research earlier this week um, about just what it means to be a single, grow up in a single family home. When I say single family, that's uh, only child home, let me say that. So whether it's a, a single parent or whether it's a two parent home, but to have one child. Right. And so since 1972, interesting fact, um, to 2015, the percentage of families that have now transition from choosing to have more than one child to just sticking to one child has actually tripled. I believe it. Right. And we would say that the reason why is because of finances or, you know, it's an economic thing and other, but what I'm realizing is whether it's psychologically, whether it's financially, um, whether it's as a society as a whole, we're being impacted in a way where we're choosing to be alone. We're choosing to choose a dynamic that, we don't need people, right? Whether we're creating that because we're choosing to have one child. Again, I'm not against that. I'm not knocking that, by the way. Right. But I think that that's something to say about where our community is going, where our world is going, where we're realizing or we're thinking that less is more. Where if I stay by myself or if I have one child, it's better for me financially. If I stay by myself, it's better for me emotionally and mentally. And I think that there's a power in being in a tribe. Yeah. You know, I think that, again, I hope anybody who's listening who's an only child doesn't feel offended. But a lot of times you'll find someone who's an only child. They have certain different traits than someone who kind of grew up with at least one or two siblings or more. Right. Because when you're the only child, you feel you run the world. Right. You're kind of used to kind of getting everything. And so this person may be a great leader. They may be someone who's independent, but they may lack um, being a diplomat. They may lack, uh, you know, the the being the ability to share. They may lack the ability to know how to listen to other people's perspectives and ideas because they don't have, they didn't grow up with that. So they weren't challenged in that way. Um, so I think there's a lot of great things that happen and that are important that come with being in community and having a brotherhood and sisterhood. Yeah. Man. That's good. Derek, I'm sending you on a mission to read again. <laughs> so uh, let's go to, uh, it's, it's a Bible verse I think we all have heard. 
Uh, let's go to Matthew 18, 20. Matthew 18, 20. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Where two or three gather in our name, I am there in the midst. I got to posture myself correctly. Uh, so when you think about where two or three gather, I am there. Oh, man. Community is so important. It and is. it even shows, like, in that Bible verse, how community is important and the importance of it. And even to show that we as people need others. I think it's for sometimes it can come off as it's something that I desire, but it's a necessity. Yeah. You know, you need that. It's something about community that helps you in your spiritual growth so much, mm -hmm. as well as your physical growth, your mental growth, your financial growth. Like you need people, and I think the need for people doesn't doesn't just uh, doesn't just find itself strictly in the Christian community, but it explores outside of that. Mm -hmm. But if we look at Jesus as being the model, what about his life what about the interactions he had with the disciples shows us how we should look at our brotherhood slash sisterhoods mm, that's a good question i think i will go off of what you just said i think sometimes we we know we desire community but we think it's an option when the truth is that it's not supplemental it's essential yeah. right so we need community and so jesus made it a priority for him as soon as he was on mission right so 30 years and he, boom, he gets to 30 and now he's baptized and he's now going out and stepping into his purpose in a real way. The first thing he did after he was baptized was to build his tribe. And so mm -hmm. Jesus made it a priority to be in community. What I love about how he chose his disciples was he chose people that weren't like him. Yeah. Right. So you got this perfect God who's wrapped up in flesh who could have chose the most perfect looking people. He could have surrounded himself with Pharisees and Sadducees and the people that that knew the Torah, but he decided to choose people that were different. He chose yeah. a tax collector. He chose a fisherman. He chose people that had different walks. Um, and he also chose people that weren't perfect in a lot of ways to the point where he chose people that he knew would offend him. Yeah. And so if you got a perfect God that decided to surround himself with people that would offend him, who are we to think that we can, you know, be so nitpicky about who we want to surround ourselves with and who's worthy of our presence and it's like you know some of the deepest connections you could have is going to be pe with people that are different than you are yeah. you know and so i think one of the biggest things that i take away from how jesus navigated the relationships was the diversity in the relationships um, and how he was intentional about doing that yeah so the three things that i had that i learned from jesus and how he modeled his relationships was vulnerability you know, when you think about vulnerability, Jesus was able to like be vulnerable with them. You know, he talks about his emotions and talks about crying or Jesus weeping. It wasn't something that he did in secret because how would they be able to write about these things? Yeah. So it was always this vulnerability that Jesus had with his, his disciples. And also he was always teaching them. You know, I think correcting brothers and having brothers correct you when like you know constantly lifting each other up constantly teaching each other it's it's a beauty in that mm -hmm. i think with jesus showing us that yo you can't teach somebody and yeah. still be their brother you know you can be on the same playing field you can have them teach you it can be a back and forth type of thing and you can still develop this relationship and it shows the beauty of brotherhood and transparency you know i think for me 
the worst thing is not knowing where you at with somebody. So if I'm hanging out with Derek, hanging out with Ruth every day, and I still don't know where I stand, yeah, yeah. it's like, why are we even in relationship? Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Why are we even on this little surface train? Or why why don't I know how you feel? Like, I remember I, remember I was with somebody every day, and then they asked, I asked them how they was doing just randomly one day, and they said, yo, I've been bad. Like, I've been bad for a couple of months now. And it's like, man, you weren't, you didn't feel comfortable enough to tell me where you were at because our relationship was so surface. And I think with Jesus, he was so transparent. Like the disciples knew where they stand. Yeah, they stood with sure. God. So, you know, I think the beauty that Jesus teaches us, and it's all rooted in this thing called love. So, yeah, mm. I think that's what I learned from Jesus and his teaching how to be brothers. What about you, D-Rock? I like D-Rock. that. As you, um, as you were ending, um, one thing you mentioned about the whole just, spending time with someone and then just asking them, are you okay? So there's like this accountability and there's also care. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that you actually do well that I do appreciate about you is the fact that you will literally get a brother up for like, yo, you good. You know, hmm. um, a lot of people just, when we're together, we're together, whatever the case may be, it's accountable is whatever the case may be. You get a, like, but literally just to get a call of, yo, you all right, you good. You know, yeah. that's something that you don't see too often. Hmm. Um, love, love would be the um, characteristic of God that I see. Um, that I would like to demonstrate myself and see more people in the body demonstrate. Um, just like the Jesus talking to the rich ruler, you know, um, I always find that verse to be really, really odd how, you know, he's telling him, hey, you know, follow all the commands. And he's saying, hey, I already have, you know, I, I've, I've done this. And literally like the next verse is like, you know, he looked at them with love. With, with love. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like what? Like why? Why is that necessary to be? Put there? Mm. You know why couldn't we just go to the part of him saying, "Hey, you know, sell your things and follow me." Like it legit showed you. Like whenever I read that verse, it's like everything slowed down at that very moment. Yeah, with mm. love. I, looking at this guy with love and telling him, "Hey, sell everything and follow me." Yeah. Um, so there's there's just something with Christ, with him always leading with love and everything that he did, rebuking Peter or the devil within Peter. Yeah. Um, dealing with the Pharisees, even when he's correcting them with his disciples. It's just a constant posture of love um, when he is dealing with his disciples and anybody that wanted to have a conversation with him. You know, um, another thing, being intentional. I think Christ is always very intentional with with, with finding time to get along. Um, he was intentional with going to um, different cities, like, hey, while everybody wanted to be healed, saying, hey, I have, I have work to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and 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 okay, my human experience. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I I get so overwhelmed with there's so much to do. Maybe I should just continue sticking here. Like, but when you are led and when you are being intentional with allowing the spirit to lead you, like you you respond to spirit. Yeah. Not oh, what that sure. emotion is telling you. Not what yeah. you feel um, is appropriate. Yeah. You know. Mm, so yeah. I I, I see for sure that with Christ, he's just he's just always intentional. Yeah. And he desired to spend time with them too, yeah, man. Because even when you think about, uh, dang, what's Remember when he was praying and he mm -hmm. said, y'all can even stay up one hour and pray with me. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, mm -hmm. you know, he really wanted to spend time with them. It's like it, it really meant something to have them doing community together. Mm -hmm. But I think to add to what you're saying, uh, I love that you added that because I think that's what all of this is built on. Right. Right. It's like Jesus didn't have an identity issue. He no. didn't have a struggle to understand what love was. And so that's why he did it so well. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why we don't do it well is because um, I think in partiality, we don't have the right perspective of love and the way we re received grace. Right. I think sometimes we underestimate how sinful we are. 
mm-hmm. how broken we like i don't think we realize how sinful our heart is and how far we were from god and what that gap was and how he closed that gap right like i don't think wow. we understand the, the extent of what grace did for us right and if we truly understood what it did we wouldn't harbor onto offense as much as we do we wouldn't be so um delayed or tardy to forgive because mm. we'd realize dang i'm i'm not good like yeah. i'm i'm bad yeah. like without god i'm nothing right. and this perfect god has loved me and so you would approach relationships differently you would yeah. approach brotherhood and sisterhood differently as well yeah man grace is yeah. so important when That's it comes what it's to about. stuff bro oh right. yeah man there. When you think about it, though, Derek, for yourself, then, you know, I know you were saying that you didn't start, uh, you know, having a brotherhood until last year. Uh, why do you feel like now you can classify what you have as a brotherhood? What what quali- qualities now in your relationship do you see like, yo, this is a brotherhood? Hmm. I think in my, my relationships with my brothers now, um, that allows me to see um, that it is a brotherhood. So much of what I just mentioned, you know, accountability and care, you know, it, we are on mission. We are striving to get close. There is a uh, intentionality with um, following up. There's intentionality with um, checking in. There is a, an intentionality with helping me see things that I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think even as, you know, this is a little different, but like the the whole justice thing that we've, we've just been, like the season that we've just been in with, you know, black and whites and all this other stuff that we see things sometimes that we don't speak into it. Wow. And now for the first time, I've, I'm in a space where, yeah, I'm getting calls. Yeah, I'm getting calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, we got to talk. And I'm like, oh, this, someone, someone saw something, said something, heard something, you yeah. know, uh, or just checking up. Hey, you know, how you doing? Yeah. So I think with my brothers now, yeah, it's. I don't feel like I can carry anything alone. Yeah. Wow. I don't feel like I'm walking alone. Ooh. Man, I'm not carrying anything alone, man. Mm. I think, and you know, we talked about that last week as well. Isolation. And when you isolate, you carry these burdens by yourself. It's huge yeah. impacts. Yeah. Uh, now, Ruth, man, our final question for you. All right. Here we go. Right. Where is the hope for somebody who's uh, dealing with, uh, they don't have a sisterhood, they don't have a brotherhood, they're by themselves, or the friendships that they do have are surface level, or they feel like they're doing life alone. Where is the hope for them? That's a great question. I think I've been in that place before, and I was in the church and felt that way. But Mm -hmm. what I realized is one of the first things is something you mentioned just a few moments ago is that I had to get the right perspective of what love was for myself. Hmm. And then number two, I I realized how important it was for me to give what it is that I was hoping to receive. A lot of times we are looking for relationships and we're looking for love and we're looking to be celebrated and we're looking to be encouraged and we want people to be generous to us, but we aren't being generous. We're not celebrating people. We're not looking for opportunities to encourage other people. And so I think when you seek out those opportunities within, let's say, a bigger context of community, right? Let's just start with church, right? It could be anywhere, though. Um, Maybe you're not a churchgoer, uh, but you're a believer. 
which that's okay. Um, whatever your environment is, I think when you begin to give out what's in you, what it is that you want to see, you'll begin to see it. Um, and again, it may not be perfect. And a lot of times, one of the challenges for someone who's looking for that hope is that sometimes community comes um, in a way that you may not necessarily expect. You may say the reason you feel alone is because you have not found someone that looks like you, that you haven't found someone that likes what you like, when the fact that you have a, a sister or brother who believes, who's in love with God, just like you're in love with God, that is a great place to start. And I think that if you look at those common values and those those core things, you're already getting off to a good start. And so there is hope, number one, in the greatest example of hope and love, which is Christ. I would ask that person or encourage that person to grow in their knowledge of that or to grow in their walk with that. But simultaneously, don't wait till you have it perfect, right? But while you're doing that, to also you know, take the step to emulate and to share what it is that you're hoping to receive. You that know? is so good. Be a friend uh, if you want a friend. As you, so beautiful. As you're saying that, I'm thinking of a few things. A few things come to mind. Um, I'm thinking back to Christ using his disciples. This is definitely not what was on the outside, but what was on the inside that he saw. As oh, you're yeah. saying, someone who who is burning with fire, with Christ, in love with Christ, um, is is who you should really seek. You know, to to partner up with. Um, because yeah, a lot of times we put people in the box. Like we almost have a, you know, even like our, our partner, you know, someone in which you decide to go into covenant with, like he has to be this or she has to be that. And it's like, okay, you're never gonna find that person. Exactly. And even if you do find this, you know, play doll or whatever the case may be, um, it probably not gonna be what you, like, and I, and I find it so interesting about the whole idea of like permissible, permissible will and like God's perfect will, like, yeah, all right. You know, you got free will. Use it, exercise it. I'm here. I'm look. We're gonna, I'm gonna throw you on my shoulder and carry you when, when necessary. But like, what you what you ought to be seeking, what you ought to be desiring. Um, a lot of times, it's not what we're desiring. Um, and another thing that came to mind um, as you were making those references was, uh, I feel like I'm going blank. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. You just said a mouthful there, and I, I did. I, it, it's so good though. What you see. Mm. So as you give love, I think even you mentioned the example of it doesn't even have to be in like a, a church or or, or, or um, those kind of settings. But it's always like what you give that you see. Like, I think when you're always giving, when you're always um, like you're not giving out of like wanting a response, like, hey, you're going to give. So you're going to give me back. But just kind of like give freely. Like you'd be surprised like how you get blessed. It's like, wow, I don't know. I just. It's in my hand, you know, I'm, I'm stewarding it and, you know, the Lord just kind of sort of just provides, he makes a way. Mm. Uh, when you don't have that posture and you're giving with expectations and and um, you're looking at situations where it's like, hey, you know, um, give me or like I said, no one likes me right. or invites me. Like it's always a, and any little thing could be obviously confirmation 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 oh, dang that's confirmation. so true man and it's like yeah. it's like you're finding reasons to stay to out of it. and to say that you're not yeah connected yeah, yeah i think i think we 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 naturally like sin naturally makes us want to separate you know what i'm saying i think Absolutely. it tries to, to like make us alone so now like when you're separated from others you feel like yo this is where i should be you know i'm, I'm away from Derek because he's a liar or I'm away from Derek because she, I mean, I'm away from Ruth because she does this. And it's like you're making up excuses not to do life with people. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Instead of saying like, yo, I know this person is this, right? I, but I'm going to give them grace. Oh, I know that God good. is still doing the good works in them like he's doing in me. Yeah. So I think I... I think it's all this this sin that wants us to not give grace, but also to isolate ourselves wow. and to not do community. So, oh, that's, that's heavy. That's, that's so good. I think for me, I'll you, man, you got me going. Now. <laughs> it's just like a whole like window just opened up. But I think you're right. I think for community, you have to fight for community. You don't have to fight to be alone. It's no. easier yeah. Yeah. to find reasons yeah. to be alone. Yeah. yeah, but you have to fight for community. You go back to the garden. The enemy literally was able to intercept and to bring uh, pain, sorrow, sin, ultimately, once Adam and Eve were separate. Mm. And ever since then, that same exact ruse and strategy is what we experience. That when you are isolated and when you are separate and when you are not in community, that is when that turns into the enemy's recess right that's his recess time that's his playground isolation and being alone right and i'm not talking about um being alone because god has called you into a season where you need to pull away that's different but i'm talking about actually cutting people off finding reasons to be disconnected the enemy literally looks at that and says this is my time yeah and so you gotta fight for community wow you gotta fight for it that's good sin separates us so Sin separated us in the Garden of Eden. Wow, I'm yeah. tying it all back together. Right, sin right. separated us in the Garden of Eden. So we lived in this sin. Everybody was born in it to this sin. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus lived a perfect life and then died for all of that sin. Ooh, yes. Right. So now since Jesus died for all of that sin, now we have this grace. Yes. Now we no longer are bound to that sin. Now we can also give that grace to yes, others yes, and yes. do life with them as we do life with Jesus forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So, dang. And that, my friend, is the gospel. That's, so, that's it. That so is. as we close off, uh, what you got going on? I know uh, Derek mentioned some music that's dropping. We do. Now yes, I'm saying, yes, what's yes. going on, Cuz? Let me tell y'all, first of all. I'm so happy I was able to be with you guys. This has been awesome. And so I want to take this time to let y'all know (laughs) about Awakened, which is uh, the newest song that has dropped from Zamar Collective. Zamar Collective is a group of creatives who are are getting together under the pretenses of arts and just using that to worship God and to express ourselves creatively. Um, And the way that we've been expressing ourselves recently is through music. And so our new song, Awakened, is out. It dropped on October the 10th. And so it's been out for about a week. So listen, you could go to every digital platform and get it. Awakened is available. Look it up. Awakened, Zamar Collective. Go and get it. Go and get it. Yeah. Go check it out. Go check it I out. I thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Man, I tell This you, was fun. Listen, power. Power in that voice. Not only not only when she's singing. There's never. power in the name. Oh God. He's, he's auditioning again. He's auditioning again. Is that F minus? Yeah, F minus. Yeah. So we, we introduced rapping earlier. Now we're back to singing. Yeah, back to singing. You know right? I know. Look, What's, next? What's next? What's next? Drake. Drake. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of hashtag Look at God Podcast. Please. Subscribe, drop a comment, rate, share with someone in which this could be a blessing with. We thank you always for tuning in and look forward to hearing, well, having you guys tune in with us next time. Take care. All right. Bye. Cheers.